Another uneven effort, another loser point for the New York Islanders, but this is not good enough. We'll break it all down for you on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. So you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, You can email the show at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on X at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on X at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders all season long, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me for some instant insight and analysis, and it's great to talk Islanders hockey with you, game time, or any time. Another disappointing performance for the New York Islanders. And it's not just that they lost, because... Over the course of an 82-game season, even really talented teams are going to lose 20, maybe even 25, 30 games. You still make the playoffs. You still have a shot at a cup. And if you play well enough, okay. That's disappointing, but not at the root of what's bothering me after Tuesday's loss to the Kraken in a shootout. What's bothering me is that Saturday, the Islanders had a matinee game against Calgary, and they came out flat. They played, well, let's say puck drop was 110 in the afternoon, and they didn't show up until 3 o'clock, let's say, uh, where it was a little too little, too late, they don't play well, they lose. And look, this is something we have seen from this team all season long. And a lot of people thought, okay, Lane Lambert, root of the problem. What's 
What's going on? He's not motivating the team. They're not responding to whatever he's doing. I said that. And, I, and I'm not saying even now that that was wrong, but with two dud performances now in a row, where Saturday against Calgary, the Islanders come out sleepwalking through the game, fall behind, end up losing in regulation 5-2, to two. we're down 3 nothing before the third period starts, they wake up and say, oh wow, you know, there's a game, we better get involved in it and, and, and start playing some hockey. Unfortunately, you then the question becomes, okay, we know what Lane Lambert did or didn't do after the team played poorly like that, didn't give an honest effort. How's Patrick Waugh going to handle it? And Waugh said publicly, you know, hey, this was not acceptable. We started too late. We didn't play well. Have to play a full 60-minute game. Monday at practice, 40 minutes of intense practice where, you know, people were saying this team looked tired by the time the practice session was over. So you expect after that that this team would be ready to play last night against Seattle. And they had so many reasons to play well. Number one, they needed the points. The Islanders are behind in the race for the wild card spots and for third place in the Metro Division. And they don't play again until Sunday. So that's four days off in between their next game, which is going to give all the other teams in the Eastern Conference a chance to gain ground on the Islanders while the Islanders sit at home and wait for their next game. Then you want to impress your new coach. You want to respond when your coach calls you out and says, you know, guys, the effort, it wasn't good enough. We need to play 60 minutes. Well, can't use the matinee as an excuse on Tuesday night. You can't say, yeah, you know, we played a good game, but we just didn't get the puck luck and and, and we didn't get the bounces. And uh, no, no. What happened is the Islanders, again, seemed like they were going through the motions for the first 40 minutes of this game. And yeah, they got a goal late in the second period on the power play, and that was very good. And Kyle Palmieri seems to be on one of his little hot streaks, and that's encouraging. And there was another assist for Noah Dobson and Matthew Barzal, which, you know, par for the course. But overall, this Islanders team, for the first two periods, looked like they were not all there, not giving their best effort. And quite honestly, you can't do that. You just can't do that, especially when this is supposed to be desperation time. This is when you look at the standings and you say to yourself, well, time is running out. We have... 56 points coming into this game, now 57. All these other teams are ahead of us. 
and are still finding ways to win. You know, Philadelphia, third place right now in the Metro. Hate to say it, they're now seven points ahead of the Islanders. Yeah, the Islanders have a game in hand, but last time I checked, you can't make up seven points with one extra game. So they had every reason to show up and play hard. It's a home game. You're not, look, no offense to the Seattle Kraken. They're sort of in the same boat as the Islanders right now, a team that has been a little disappointing this year in the way that they've played. But it's not like you're going up against the defending Stanley Cup champions or a, a first-place team that is just on a, you know, you're not going up against Edmonton, who just had a 16-game winning streak, or Vegas, or Boston, who's been more or less in or near first place all season long. You're going up against a team that played the night before, had a back-to-back while you had Sunday and Monday off. This, there are no excuses for a lackluster effort. I can take being beaten by a better team. I can take making the occasional mistake. I can take the fact that maybe this team doesn't have enough talent to make the playoffs this year. All of those things I can handle. I am not happy about them, but I can handle them. But I cannot handle and do not easily accept when a team in back-to-back games at home in front of a new coach sleepwalks through a game, doesn't give you that 60-minute effort. It's, it's beyond my comprehension right now that this team is playing lackluster, inconsistent hockey when it should be pedal to the metal, all gas, no break. We've got to win, and we've got to win now. And I'll be honest with you. You, you watch this game... And, yeah, the Islanders now, what, 1-4 in, in the shootouts. They still have trouble. But I'll be honest with you. Ilya Sorokin stole that point for the Islanders because there were too many turnovers and too many mistakes. And, you know, we were back to the old, we're spending 90 seconds, two minutes, more in our own zone. And we tried to clear the puck three, four times. Couldn't do it. If there was a 50-50 puck battle, I can tell you right now, the Kraken won more than 60% of those 50-50 puck battles, especially in the first two periods. Overall, I can handle being beaten by a better team. I can handle having an off night now and again. I cannot handle a lack of effort. And that's what it looked like out there for the second game in a row. And that's just not acceptable. And again, it comes back to how is Patrick Waugh going to handle this? And how is the team going to respond? These are veterans. These are all players who have been there and done that. They know what you have to do to break out of this. But they have to do it. And they have to show they care. And right now, we're not seeing that. So that's the most discouraging thing in my mind that we're just not seeing the Islanders give a full 60-minute effort, and that's the minimum that a hockey team should be giving you, especially a team that is struggling to stay in the playoff race. 
All right, we have got a lot more to get to on today's show. We will have our hero and go to the game. Some more key takeaways from the game. Plus, we have our weekly farm report on all things Bridgeport Islanders. And for our Islanders' birthday of the day, a defensive defenseman who was with the Islanders in the late 2000s and helped the Islanders get to the playoffs that year. We've got all of that and a whole lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They've got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, and their best price guarantee, so Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. My favorite feature on Game Time You go on the app, you can see the view from your seat before you buy the tickets, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. GameTime has deals on tickets not only right up to the start of the event, but even an hour after it starts. It is the place to find last-minute seats. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Just download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, Create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Locked On has now launched the first-ever National Sports 24 streaming channel on YouTube, and now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channel app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today, now available on the free Fire TV channels app. So, some observations about this game. First of all, uh, give credit where credit is due to Patrick Waugh. Who was the first player out there in the shootout, Oliver Wallstrom. And, you know, while he was okay today, I don't think he played particularly well, but he didn't play poorly either. Had three shots on goal, played 11 minutes, had a giveaway, had a takeaway. Uh, You know, he was noticeable a couple of times in this game, which is more than I could say for him in a positive sense not just in the negative sense. And we know what Wallstrom does best. It's shoot, okay? His big question, as everydayers know, I've talked about, it's what he does when he doesn't have the puck, or maybe more specifically, what he doesn't do when he doesn't have the puck. Wah showed some, some confidence in Wallstrom by sending him out as the first shooter in the shootout. Now, he didn't score, but I liked the idea, and let's face it, it's not like there's, you know, five other guys who have been so dangerous in these shootouts that, you know, oh, how can you sit this guy and give Wallstrom a chance? So I like the fact that Wallstrom got that shot, disappointed that he missed. Second thing, we talked, everydayers know, yesterday about the line change, and Pierre Engvall was going to play with Bo Horvat and Matthew Barzal on the top line. And 
you know, Wa said, hey, I, I just want to take another look at this. I It may last a game. It may last several games. It may just last a shift or two. Well, it was somewhere in between. Uh, Barzal got double shifted. Horvat and Barzal played a lot more than Engvall did. Engvall, one shot on goal, one giveaway, two block shots, but almost 18 minutes of ice time, just the one shot on goal. Can't say he added a lot to that top trio. And we saw by the second period, really, that Patrick Waugh was busy mixing and matching his line combinations because he desperately needed to get something going. And he didn't. You know, nothing really ever did. The third period was better. They actually had some scoring chances, but again, too many times. We saw, uh, you know, third, you know, 90 seconds, uh, two minutes more, where the Islanders couldn't clear the zone, couldn't get the transition going, and just absolutely struggled in their own zone. Got to give some kudos to Bo Horvat. Bo Horvat, in this game, didn't figure in the scoring sheet, had four shots on goal, but in the face-off circle, he took 14 face-offs and won 13 of them. J.G. Pajot, 11 face won uh, 11 out of 17, and Casey Zizekas won 5 out of 8. All these guys did exceptionally well in the face-off dot and that was encouraging. Oh, and by the way, Anders Lee, no shots on goal in this game, but seven hits, which led the team. Hero and Goat of the game. Goat is tough because I, I just think the team's lackluster performance probably equals the Goat that they just didn't come to play from the opening face-off. Hero, to me, it's Ilya Sorokin. He stole a point. 29 saves and 30 shots. Yeah, he could have been a little further out of his net and been a little played the angle a little better on the one goal. Maybe he went down a little too soon on the one goal he gave up. But, you know, 29 saves and 30 shots, bailing out his teammates far too often. Can't blame him for giving up the game winner in the shootout. It was a great move. And, you know, to me, Sorokin ends up being the uh, the hero of the game. But, again, a problem just in the lack of effort. Oh, and by the way, Sebastian Ajo back on the bench. Alexander Romanov, who was considered a game-time decision, he played 21-03, second most among Islander defensemen. One shot on goal, three block shots, which was impressive. Oh, and yeah, giveaways, far too many in this game. Three for Barzi, three for Brock Nelson, who really did not play a very good game. Three giveaways for Dobson, three giveaways for Mayfield. And remember, in the NHL, giveaways are kind of a weird stat. They're not consistent. You would think if there's a giveaway, there's a takeaway, or if there's a takeaway, there's a giveaway. No, there isn't. And sometimes they don't 
give giveaways when you look at the play and you're like, boy, that really was a giveaway. So, okay. But far too many official giveaways by the Islanders in this game, and that's just not going to get the job done. All right, we have got more to get to on today's show. We'll have our weekly farm report on all things Bridgeport Islanders, plus uh, we will have our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live, same-game parlays, exclusive props, and a whole lot more. And look, you got the NBA, you got college basketball. You could use your knowledge of the Islanders on FanDuel. Check out the odds for the outdoor game, the stadium series uh, against the Rangers on Sunday. Probably some great prop bets available for that one. So check it all out. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV and the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports today, now available on the Free Fire TV channels app. Time now for our weekly farm report, where we discuss all things Bridgeport Islanders, and Bridgeport played a pair of games last weekend. It just didn't work out the way we had hoped. Uh, First game back on February 9th, Islanders facing the Hartford Wolfpack. That's the Rangers AHL affiliate. And the good news is, 39 seconds in, who scores? Yeah, Julian Gauthier, who had just cleared waivers and been sent down to Bridgeport. So that was, uh, you know, a great start. But unfortunately, it was all downhill from there. The uh, assists on the lone goal to Robin Salo and Otto Koivula, but overall, not enough. Four goals in a row given up. Jakob Skarik, 25 saves in his first post-All-Star break uh, appearance, but a 4-1 to loss to the Wolfpack. Then, the next night, Islanders have a game against the Phantoms, and... This one does not work. Lehigh Valley winning 2-1 to in a shootout. Henrik Tikkanen involved in a real goaltender's duel, only giving up one goal through the first 65 minutes of the game. Carlson Kuhlman gets the only goal. It came less than a minute after the Lehigh Valley took a 1-0 lead. 32 saves for Tikkanen, who has played very well, uh, since his call-up, but, you know, he has allowed two goals or less in five straight starts, but he's only 4-3-2 on the season for Bridgeport. So, 
frustrating there, to say the least, but uh, an 0-2 week for the Bridgeport Islanders last week. Ruslan Ishkakov, by the way, suspended for one game for a a slew-footing incident, so he had to sit one game out. He has still leading the team with 13 goals, still leading the team with 21 assists, and obviously with 34 points. Next on the list, Otto Koivula. He has uh, 26 points. William Dufour, second in goals with 10, followed by Cole Bardro with 9. So basically, here we are, 45 games into Bridgeport season, and they only have two players with double digits in goals. Robin Salo now one point ahead of Dennis Chalowski among the leaders in defensemen. He has 21 points, 5 goals, 16 assists. Chalowski, 5 goals, 15 assists. Kyle McLean, 19 points, 6 goals uh, in his stint with Bridgeport. He has missed 5 games due to his call-up. Jakob Skerek, a 3-3-7 goals against average and an 8-84 save percentage in goal. He is just 4-17-4 this year. And as we look at the standings right now, with 27 games left on the schedule, the Bridgeport Islanders are 15 points behind Lehigh Valley in the race for 7th, which would get them the final playoff spot in the Atlantic Division. Not looking like there will be postseason hockey for Bridgeport, barring a very, very big finish, and it doesn't look likely right now. Three games this weekend, so a busy weekend ahead. They'll start Friday night in Providence against the Providence Bruins. That's a 7.05 Eastern time start. And, of course, Providence right now in second place in the Atlantic Division, so that will not be an easy opponent. Then two home games Saturday, 7 o'clock Eastern time, a rematch with the Hartford Wolfpack. That's the Rangers AHL affiliate. And then Sunday, uh, a game, 3 o'clock Eastern time, matinee against the Laval Rocket. That'll end a back-to-back-to-back for the Bridgeport Islanders, who hopefully can at least start putting together a couple of wins to help their cause. And again, if you want to see, you know, William Dufour, Matthew Maggio, Ruslan Ishkakov, and some of the Islanders' future players, Before they reach the island, you can head on up to Bridgeport, just take the ferry, and catch one of the games this weekend, or you can watch all of the games, home and road, on AHL TV. So hoping that the Bridgeport Islanders can wake up and at least give us a little bit of a run down the stretch here as we head into the final couple of months of the season. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Uh, It's Valentine's Day, and it is also the 54th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Sean Hill. He's a native of Duluth, Minnesota, attended the University of Wisconsin. The Canadiens drafted him in the eighth round back in 1988, and he made his NHL debut for the Habs in the 90-91 playoffs, Later played for the Ducks, the Senators, the Hurricanes, the Blues, the Hurricanes again, the Panthers, and then joined the New York Islanders for the 2006-2007 season. Now, Hill 
Uh, definitely a defensive-oriented defenseman. Played with the Wild for one year after leaving the Islanders and then finished his career with a season in Switzerland. Played in 876 career NHL games, 62 goals, 298 points, and 1,008 penalty minutes. He was six foot 203, so he was a solid-sized player. Add 55 playoff games, five goals, 10 points in those games, and uh, he did indeed win a Stanley Cup during his career. We go back and look at his best game as an Islander, November 24th, 2006, at the Old Barn, the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum, Islanders hosting the Pittsburgh Penguins, Jocelyn Tebow, the goalie for the Pens, the Islanders, Rick DiPietro in between the pipes. And in this game, the Islanders get goals from Alexi Yashin and Miro Shatan to take a 2-0 lead. And then our Islanders' birthday of the day, Sean Hill, scores his only goal as an Islander midway through the third period. Jason Blake gets the assist. The Islanders end up beating the Penguins 3-1. Rick DiPietro, 36 saves to earn the win. But for Sean Hill, he had six penalty minutes. He was a plus one, had the goal on two shots, and played 20 minutes and 39 seconds of ice time. He was, you know, he could be physical, and he would clear out players from in front of the net. He was always a reliable defensive defenseman. And he even had a couple of seasons where he put up some goals. Two 13-goal seasons uh, for Sean Hill, both of those coming with the Carolina Hurricanes. I want to thank everybody who makes Locked on Islanders your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We'll start to look ahead to the outdoor game. Always look forward to these big events, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Hopefully, we'll have some more injury updates on Hudson Fashing, and uh, hopefully, we'll also get some information as to how Patrick Waugh responded to yet another flat performance by his team. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.